All right, Rangers, we're back here again in our podcast studio for our third, yes, our third episode of This is Ranger Country. Uh, you got your host today, John Fisher. Here with me, as always, is my co-host, Brad Anderson. And hey, today, we have a special guest, Miss Laura Stiles, who has been mentioned on at least two, I mean, I guess that makes it all, of our previous <laughs> podcasts. And Laura has some interesting information for us today. She's going to share our first piece of good news here that's coming up about Central High School. Why don't you take it away, Styles? Hi, guys. What a fabulous thing. The first two episodes were so awesome. Anyway, the Central High update today is that we are graduating here in Ranger Country. Um, I'm lucky enough to have a couple senior classes this year, and, man, they ran down to the gym lobby and picked up those caps and gowns, and they're so excited. And I happen to be uh, having a little chat with Mr. Passano, and uh, that date is solid, May 17th. They're gonna, they're gonna graduate, and That's I'm really awesome. excited. So I'm excited for too. Me. This is my first year teaching seniors, and you know, after the year that we had last year with our seniors, having our seniors this year, they've had such a so many ups and downs. It'll be great if we can, if we can really get this this graduation off the ground and have them get a traditional, at least in some form, you know, traditional walk across the stage, get that diploma, and feel like you've accomplished your final step of your senior year. That'll be great, without a doubt. And that was. Um quite a deal last year and there was just so much uncertainty in the springtime that we'll talk about at the end of this podcast but we didn't know where we could have it how many people could be there they went through a plan a b c d i felt like we got to plan uh k before we really knew what was going on yeah. and uh, i don't even know the date but uh we were all there we were there with our coolers and uh you know people had pizzas and we were sitting there some of the teachers gathered and there was a stage that got set up and, uh, you know, we did the best that we could. We improvised, adapted, and overcame mm -hmm. uh, last year. But, but man, that is really great to hear, Laura, and appreciate you bringing that news to us that yeah. May 17th. Yes, May they're 17th. They're going to get their diploma. May 17th, and a big shout-out to Mr. Passano. He is working through the laws and the rules and uh, working hard with groups of people to get that set up in uh, – it's time. So tell that me if I'm fantastic. correct here. I believe the last day of school for the seniors is actually the 12th, right? It's the prior Wednesday is their last day in session. And then the graduation is that following week on the 17th. Yes. The following Monday is graduation. Um, yes. Yep. That is, that's incredible news. Appreciate you stopping by to share that with us. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. Very good. Thanks, have Tom. a great have week. Have a great show. Yeah. Very good. So, John, uh, Central Middle, we'll, we'll just get right to the news. Uh, Central Middle got some interesting... Uh, news on them. Check out the CMS Ranger Review. This is the student newspaper, online newspaper, where you have student stories, you have a Ranger of the Week, opinion polls, and Miss Savigny um, is, runs that, that class, and you can go online, you can check it out, uh, check out the CMS Ranger Review, and uh, we're going to be shouting out to a teacher that they recognized this week uh, later on when we do our teacher spotlights. Very, very cool. So this is kind of like the central trend that we have up at the high school, but it's it's at the middle school, and this is completely done by, by the students themselves? I, th that's what I understand, and I went on there today, and I was checking out the articles, and uh, they had an article update very recently, so really neat to see, and just training for the next step. Hopefully those those students that are getting a background in journalism will be up here oh, that's uh, great. working for Mr. George here in the new future. Or or the yearbook, Brad. Oh, I mean, of course. You know, we do have a, quite an amazing <laughs> yearbook teacher. That's that's my job. I we do, do that as well. We do. Uh, by the way, yearbook. if anybody's listening to this and they're a senior parent and you haven't ordered a yearbook yet, you might want to get on that because those yearbooks are going fast and we ordered fewer this year than we did last year so yeah and and the price goes up i will get my break, order so. in soon is all what right. you're saying excellent Very good. excellent how about at central woodlands john all right so central woodlands it's still march's reading month at central woodlands right now so those kids are still getting ready for that quiz bowl and uh i, I know that they're reading those books we also let's see we've got 
We've got a guest speaker coming to the school, too. I don't think we mentioned that last time, did we? No, we did not. Tell us no, a little okay. bit about that guest speaker. So we've got a guy, and he wrote, his name is Kevin Miner. He's an author, and he wrote the Mega Awesome Notebook. He's going to zoom in with the Sounds Central amazing. Woodland students. Yeah, I've never read it. Have you ever... I have not. I've never even heard of it, but I think that's cool that they've got a real author who's going to be contacting them. He's going to zoom in because, you know, COVID, um, but it's still really neat that he's going to connect with the kids. I think they're going to do Q&As and stuff like that. And it says, can't wait to hear how he creates his incredible artwork and unique storylines. So he's going to share, you know, like the behind the scenes making of books with these kids and maybe that'll get some us uh, some uh, future authors in the making that's fantastic what a neat opportunity for those central woodland students and uh you know amy burton majored at uh, central woodlands looking for those opportunities to draw real world connections so uh all all of you central woodland rangers uh hopefully you enjoy the visit um ada elementary school mary beth uh, stout who we've given a shout out to each time she connect we connected and uh i can't say much we'll be able to talk about it uh, next week on our podcast after um i just want to say staff at, at, at ada look out because uh, a surprise is is perhaps coming your way i can't tell you when i can't tell you what it is but certainly uh your your principal and your front office staff is looking to uh uh, reward you for your efforts over this past uh, year and this 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 fall and this winter. So keep an eye out for that in the in the very near future. Brad, how cool is it that uh, now that we're doing this podcast and we're getting out there and there are some people, uh, approximately six hundred people, by the way, that have downloaded this podcast. Wow. Now that we got some people listening to us, we're getting inside scoops from the schools. I mean, <laughs> yeah. there's no way we would have known about this surprise, no. but we, in fact, know what it is, but we're not going to tell because I, it is a surprise. I often say that my classroom, which is in the, for you alumni listening, it's in the old weight room area near the old gym. I always say I'm like in a different zip code than most of my uh, fellow colleagues. And for those that work in the second floor of our building, you might as well work in like a different state for that matter for much of the year. So this is great. I, I get to learn what's going on all around our high school, all around our community, um, outside of my own little world, right? My, my own little bubble. So yes, we do get some inside scoops, which we is do. great. Which, which uh, Send us more if you got more. You know, we like to have that information. It, we can put it out there for you. And then we'll share it with Absolutely. everybody. Um, Thornapple uh, remodel plans zoom meeting tonight march 10th at 5 30 p.m uh, we talked about it last week if you want to be in on this remodel uh, check out the uh, the links on the Thornapple elementary pto facebook page and you can be a part of that so this is open to anybody in the community that wants to uh interact with it is that uh, apparently so but i'm sure it's it's probably geared more towards the Thornapple parents but hey true, there's true. people that are going to have their kids coming up through uh perhaps people that want to have their their viewpoint uh heard or just want to see what's going on because Thornapple's been been around for a long time and, and uh, definitely want to check that out uh, at Pine Ridge. This is kind of a neat note, and I'm going to be talking about Beth Stevens here during our our staff spotlight. Her niece Stephanie Steph, who who is an FHC alum, lives near Austin. Uh, connected Pine Ridge with the Texas School of the Deaf, and uh, ironically, before this connection happened. Um, they are the Rangers as well. So they're the Rangers as well. This Texas School of the Deaf hey, that's are, a good are, name. are Rangers. <laughs> and this year, incidentally, ironically, um, Pine Ridge has been using the ASL version of the letter R as a wave in, in lieu of hugs and high fives, obviously because of COVID. So um, this is all before this connection. Well, now... Um, a big shout out to Grace Steins, who is the uh, who is the art teacher at at, uh, at Pine Ridge. The fourth graders have been coming up with origami, uh, as well as those students at the Texas School of the Deaf. And at both schools, they've been placing these little pieces of origami all throughout the school, 
kind of as hidden gems. That's fun. Um, and if you find one, well, it's yours. And it's kind of like this little, you know, piece of happiness that uh, you know somewhere in Texas at this Texas School of the Death, they're doing the same thing. They're rangers. And all, all around the school, if you find one, you get to keep it. And it's just a little little token of appreciation and kindness. That's a nice little bright and, like, sunshiny spot to have. I mean, we've had, we've had some darkness, but it's nice that we're having these positive things going on. I wonder how, so you said that initially Beth Stevens... She works at Pine Ridge, She right? works at Pine Ridge, and we're going to be spotlighting her. Yep, okay, today. cool. So she's one of our, our staff members over there, and she was connected with the Texas School of the Deaf. Through her niece. Through her niece. Okay, and so now we're almost like sister schools. Yeah, that's, very that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. that's really neat. How, how cool is that to connect? And, and again, real-world connection, bringing it together. These fourth graders and third graders are able to connect with these students. Um, and, and ASL is a big deal here at the high school. It is. It's and, a great program. And it's a great program. Kim Anderson uh, leads the program here at the high school. And uh, No relation, right? No relation. There are four <laughs> Andersons in the high school. There are a lot of Andersons here, people. Only two of them are related to one another uh, through marriage. Um, anyhow, that's what's going on. Also, Pine Ridge tonight, big night. I'm going to be swinging in there. Capriati Sandwich Capriati Night. Capriati Sandwich Night. We talked about that in our last yes, podcast. Yes, it is March 10th. And uh, running right now, yep, I 11 a.m. to 6.45. I stepped in there the other day to, uh, you know, obviously to talk to him about the upcoming fundraiser and, and you know, and pick myself up a meatball sub <laughs> while course. I was there. And uh, uh, he actually, I talked to him a little bit, the owner, and he said that they were doing that because obviously they want to give back to the community. Even though they're fairly new in the community, they also just want to get their foot in the door and be con- right. more connected in this community. They want to do some community outreach and really like, get drawn into the fold of our Forest Hills Ranger community around here. So that's, that's fantastic. And, and they've already won over John Fisher. They have. <laughs> <laughs> and so his 15% it's not that hard, but they tonight is going to Pine Ridge. That's, that, that that's for true. sure. A large 15%. Um, so go check out Capriati's tonight and, and get your sandwich and know that that's going to a, a great cause at Pine Ridge. Uh, Forest Hills Public Schools, uh, school board meeting March 15th at 7 p.m. Uh, if you'd like to, I believe, zoom in. And that's uh, the way they've been doing that since uh, for the last year. So that uh, is, that's next week. That's the same week as parent-teacher conferences. Next week is parent-teacher conferences. You're going to have to make a big decision. Do you zoom in with Mr. Anderson or Mr. Fisher or do you go to the f- school board meeting? You know, I that's actually, a big question. Mark. I don't think it's going to be that hard because I'm <laughs> definitely going to be done with mine by 7 p.m. I'm hoping you will too. Uh, I will not be. Oh, I will no. not be. Minor, minor adjusted times oh, uh, because I have practice and competition next week. I've got a full week next week, John. I've got uh, team districts, individual districts, and six and a half hours of five minute meetings with parents that are, it's going to be glorious. So wow. I really look forward to connecting with all my AP World History. Uh, parents I do you know I I miss the in-person parent teacher conferences family teacher conferences sure Uh, obviously we've done the best we can with with the zoom meetings and it's good to be able to connect with the parents in any way that we can and I'm looking forward to meeting the ones who who do come and 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 connect with me but I just miss the old school way where we would sit in the auditor not the auditorium the cafeteria and you'd see random people who you don't even necessarily have their kids this year but they would sit down and it's a reunion yeah. It is. It's a, it's a yearly reunion where you see parents the, and students and everybody that you know. And the One thing I do like about it is the five-minute increments is kind of well-timed. You know, you need – because you feel like you got to keep moving because someone's in the waiting room. In the cafeteria, I would have a line a mile long. And you want to talk about, like, a little sweat on the brow. You'd kind of look over and go, oh, my gosh, I've got 12 people or what have you. But it's all good. And like you said, it's connection. This time last year, we had it right before COVID hit. And, I, and if you remember – like people were awkwardly like not shaking hands and it was kind of like the beginning of the 
the yeah. the, the elbow yeah. fist like what do we do here the nod the bow i forgot and, about that and You're right and i had a big bottle of hand sanitizer it was like the week before and then wham and and COVID hit. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that later on. But yeah, that was a year ago. So no, I, I'm all for in person. Now, Brad, we've discussed doing a special edition of our podcast where we just talk about what it's been like to be, yeah. you know, teach in quarantine and go through the quarantine over sure. the last yeah, like 365 edition. days. I really think we should do that. Maybe I, very soon. Yeah, like, very soon. I think you know it would be great to go through the experiences and talk about how the, the experiences of students of parents, of families, of teachers. And I'm sure people, like they say, COVID fatigue, but there's something about recognizing that we've all been through something together and maybe hearing it and processing it will, will again, it'll help us process this experience. So uh, right on, we'll, we'll touch base and we'll get back to everybody on a special edition. Okay, well, speaking of, you know, keeping all connected and everybody being in this together, let's move on to our Hometown Heroes segment. Yeah, um, Hometown Heroes segment, Isaac Gurley is our first hometown hero. And Isaac Gurley is a young man who I met when he was, I believe, in the fifth grade, maybe in the sixth grade, but I think the fifth grade, at Central Woodlands. I was running an after-school wrestling program, and Isaac walked into the gymnasium, seemed like he didn't know too many people because it was, it was like September, October, and he, he didn't, I, I didn't recognize him because a lot of the kids I'd seen before, and I said, you know, where are you from? And he said, I'm, I'm from Tennessee and I'm, I'm new to the school. And that, that, that first meeting always stuck out, stuck out to me. And he joined the wrestling team. He was on, in the, on the football team, played baseball. He's just a guy that's been around this community and his family's been around this community for a long time. And uh, Isaac, uh, now he's a wrestler, he's a football player, and he's a rugby player. Rugby, huh? Rugby, yeah. We'll be talking about we that will. in a little bit. And uh, his family members, Nathan, uh, his father, Nathan, mom, Angie, brother, Elijah, who was an excellent football player here at FHC, actually wrestled for me for one year, came out uh, brave enough to come out for the wrestling team for a year, did a great job. Sisters Lydia and Avon, uh, he attended uh, Scales Elementary School in Tennessee and most likely will be attending Northern Michigan University in the fall. Uh, favorite thing about F, uh, about FHC? Um his favorite thing about FHC is that he loves how passionate everyone is about their sports and activities. And that, I mean, you can really understand why that would be with him. I, I didn't realize that he was a transplant at, at an early age. Yes. Yeah. Fifth grade transplant. I mean, he is, he is like Mr. Ranger these days. You see him, he's, he's a, 100%. a staple in our hallways. Everybody recognizes Isaac Gurley. He's a really good guy. You know, he, he's pretty, okay. He's not modest all the time, but he's often, <laughs> often modest. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, Isaac, I, and again, I, I'm his wrestling coach, and I've known him a long time, and I know his family, but I tell you, he's, he's a classy young man, he's a hard worker, he hustles in practice, he's kind to the underclassmen, he is a recognizable face in our community, we've taken him down to Pine Ridge to read books, to the elementary school classes, and seen him out on the playground, you know, the kids just follow his lead. He is a, a Mr. Ranger. He's a hometown hero and uh, very, very proud of him. I know his grandfather, Tom Barnhill, who I've mentioned on different uh, football podcasts, and I'm sure he's listening, and his grandmother, um, they follow him around the state of Michigan to watch him wrestle, to play football, and I'm sure this springtime play rugby. And, uh, you know, he's just one of those young men that uh, the family's real proud of him. Our community's very proud of him. And, um, 
you know, he's, he, he's, he's just a big part of our community and, and, and we're glad to see him go on to Northern Michigan, but we'll yeah. definitely miss him next fall. His teacher shout out is to Mr. Book and Mrs. Demeester, uh, who I believe he has this fall. And, um, you know, one, one interesting thing about him is he played baseball his whole life. Very good baseball player, had a knee surgery, uh, last springtime. So he joined the rugby team and, uh, he'll be closing out his athletic career on the rugby team this springtime. So is that uh, so, easier on your knees then? Rugby? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, but, uh, certainly I think he was a catcher. So I think oh, it's yeah. a little bit, yeah. So okay. the, the whole squatting for two and a half hours. I uh, caught a bit back in the day as well. And Ed is, is killer on the knees. It, it's so. a chance. It's certainly a challenge. Our, our next hometown hero is our next hometown hero is Theron Halleck. And uh, she is a major basketball player here at Forest Hills. And you've probably heard that last name before because there's been a few other Halleck's in our community. They've come through a time or two. Her parents, uh, Ty and Jen, are staples of our community. I remember the first time I met Ty Halleck, I was like, wait a second. There was a Ty Halleck on the Lions that I watched play football, wasn't there? And then I shook hands with him, and his entire hand enveloped my hand, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is the guy. <laughs> yeah. That's the guy that played this NFL. This is Ty Halleck, yes. And he was at a parent-teacher conference, as we talked about earlier, and he was there to talk about his son. Uh, and that was uh, Tanner, I believe, back in the day. Yep. Yep. He, uh, Theron also has another brother named Tate, and they're a tight, tight community. They're a tight family. Good they family are. structure. A lot of athletes. They work hard. They play hard. They are a tight family, and uh, just a humble family that is – been such a staple here in Forest Hills, uh, Central Ranger country. Like you said, Ty helps coach the, uh, the, or he coaches the JV and the freshman football team. And I've been witness to some of his team talks and to some of his uh, inspirational uh, talks uh, after practice or before practice. And I've wanted to run through a wall just for him. So, you know, it's great to have him in the community. Uh, Theron's brothers, Tanner and Tate, obviously very good athletes, went on to play at, at Michigan State, still playing at Michigan State. That's where she plans to go and, as well. And that's where Ther- Theron plans to go uh, next year. And I believe, did we already have the uh, springtime signing? But You know, I think we did. Okay, it's I'm not, been... I'm not 100% I tell you sure what, it's what, been a weird what springtime. A, yes, absolutely. What a, what a long year this month has been. And um, so she'll be playing... Uh, uh, for Michigan State in the fall, she's going to school there in basketball. Her favorite thing about Ranger Country is that no one gives up and that everyone always has your back no matter what. And she's known that since the time she attended Pine Ridge Elementary uh, School on up through her high school career. And uh, something interesting about her is that she's always willing to help uh, others and to be there for anyone and everyone. And by all accounts, what I hear, she's just a great teammate. Yeah, I've, I've never had her in class, unfortunately, but I've heard from so many people that she is a great teammate, great person to have around in general. Yeah, works hard, encourages others. You know, the wrestling room is right there. So I often I'm walking through uh, girls varsity basketball practice, you know, a couple of days a week. And she's she's leading the team. She's working hard. And that's always great when your team, when your hardest worker is your is also your best you know, one of your best athletes. Absolutely. Yep. That that's, that's what you want for your, you know, your younger players on the team to see and your lower levels. And uh, Theron is respected by all of her fellow players. And she was actually nominated by one of her fellow teammates. Oh, really? Cool. Um, to, Very to, cool. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's high praise. That's, that's high praise. When, when a teammate says, Hey, you need to talk about Theron and, and, uh, but, but, very much a hometown hero. Her family is a staple here, and, and Theron is tearing it up on the basketball court uh, this, this wintertime. And I'm sure you can um, get a live stream link to watch her uh, if you're not family, and uh, you can go check out Theron. But uh, Theron, thank you for all that you do uh, for Ranger Country. You are uh, this week's hometown hero with uh, your fellow 
um, Ranger Isaac Gurley. And her uh, teacher shout-outs are no surprise. She's got Mr. Carhart, who uh, is a basketball coach, and then she's got uh, Mr. Manders, who does the FX program. And, you know, yep. So, and he, she, she's a big part of the FX program. I see her on the media um, and – yeah, so I think she Very really enjoys that class, obviously. Very yeah. involved young lady. Um, which now is going to bring us to our teacher spotlight this week. We have one teacher that we really want to spotlight this week. Um, and this is a, she's a staff member at two schools at Ada and Pine Ridge as a uh, speech pathologist. And that is Beth Stevens. Yep. And uh, Beth Stevens has uh, been in Ranger Country for 22 years. Subjects taught uh, speech language pathologist pathologist and uh, GLI coordinator at Pine Ridge. Favorite thing about Ranger Country is so many things. Her amazing students, uh, their supportive families and, and supportive colleagues that have been such, you know, become such wonderful friends. And she says her favorite color is green. Uh, we have that in common for yeah, sure. Right. Favorite color green. Um, interesting information. Uh, she is a third generation only child. That is, that's, that's a, that's a pattern at and, that point. And only has one first cousin. Um, that's, pretty interesting it is yeah that i I, that's that's new for me uh and if she wasn't a speech pathologist she would love to be a photographer for the travel channel um her family is uh fhc alumni her husband tim uh class of 87 caroline will be class of 23 and will class of 25 so they'll be coming up but caroline's here here right now okay yeah i had her last year she's a good kid fantastic and so i got to interact with beth a lot as well so yeah she has a lot of school spirit a lot lot of ranger country spirit and her mom taught kindergarten for fhps for 35 years at pine ridge pine ridge which is where she works now she's another legacy she is a legacy yeah it's it's incredible and uh, spent a, her uh, her mother spent a year. This is something interesting at the at the uh, administration building. The administration. This is a little known fact. At various times back in the eighties, early eighties and mid eighties, the administration building was also the Pine Ridge Overflow, called the Pine Ridge Annex. I went to uh, the Pine Ridge Annex as a kindergartner. My classroom, Mrs. Waterfield's classroom, was the uh, what is now the Human Resources Office. Okay. Interesting. But so anyhow, anyhow Beth Stevens' mother was a kindergarten teacher. Uh, and she, the thing that you need to know about Beth is if there's something in regards to Ranger Country, to Ranger Spirit, she's going to be taking the lead. And she, she's helping out with whether, whether it's the Ranger Rally or Homecoming or the Ranger Rumble. Beth is up front and, and helping and leading and uh, definitely one of the uh, you know, a bright shining spot for Pine Ridge, for Ada, and all of Ranger Country and generational. Absolutely. Uh, yes. A generational legacy. So thank you, Beth, for, thank you for so all much, that Beth you Stevens. do and uh, appreciate all that you do for Ranger Country. And she really does so much. But I just want to touch on one thing there. So I knew you had told me before that you went to the Pine Ridge Annex. I didn't realize... I didn't realize it was part of Pine Ridge. I, I hadn't put the pieces yeah, together. Yeah, sure. But there's one little thing, little known thing about about Brad Anderson is that he hosts a football game for some of the uh, community members, some of the teachers, and a few f- oh, few friends and wrestling Gridiron coaches. Growlers. Here we go. Well, yeah, we do the Gridiron Growler on that football field every what November? So the Gridiron Growler, and I didn't, I was, we were not prepared. I was not prepared to speak about this, but it's actually uh, something I'm very proud of. The Gridiron Growler is a game that is played on the administration uh, building field right there which is the old cascade school field and if if my if my history serves me it's one of the first athletic fields in this area uh, that was played upon anyhow the gridiron growler game is this 
game for you know kind of the 30 and older crowd at now 40 and older crowd 40 and older crowd and yes. we get together and it's the uh it's the whitneyville growlers versus the uh, cascade village commanders this year and we play for this little growler jug that has all the names of the winners on it and um it's a flag football game but john about how many plays does it take before it's a like it's tackle. <laughs> you know, it gets a little heated. Uh, uh, the first year that we played it, which was, I still have the shirt from that, but that first year, it was more of a, okay, I'll knock you down and then take your flags off. But then we realized we were getting a little too old for, for those sorts of hijinks to some extent. And yeah. so we brought in a legend to be our officiant. Yes. And uh, who was that again? Big Dan Anderson, my Big father, Dan the greatest Anderson. American alive. And uh, uh, that's just my opinion, humble opinion. But anyways, we brought him in and he officiates the game. All, all Bill Alexander officiates the gridiron growler game he does and um it's a great game that uh features some really fun uh like you said hijinks and we're all sore for days afterwards i can barely get out of bed the next day but uh we're in our sixth year if you if you want to you can come check it out uh next year in the in the fall maybe we can do a special edition on the gridiron growler game oh, you know we will we, we, we are for will. sure doing a special edition on that uh, so appreciate you bringing that up, John. Our, it, the glory days are not over. Hey, it's one of the most important things in our community that people don't know about, obviously. Well, <laughs> you can actually, there's a website. You can go to the gridirongrowler.com and you can check out our highlights. You can check out the past newsletters and somebody, and people, you know, in this community, uh, a lot of the dads actually play, play in this game. Eric Gruber, Mike Castillo, Jason, Jason Rebel, Nick Ketcher, our good friend, Nick Ketcher, yes, Justin Sinclair, among others. And so we'll have a special edition um, on that. And some uh, of the students, the students who know you and I and, and several of those people, they always look forward to hearing about it. And some of them have seen it in the past. Yes, some of them have seen it. And uh, some of them watch the highlights and critique our our football skills. So critique, and, what, what could there possibly be? To yeah, critique? right. That's nonsense. Yeah, I'm still as fast as I was when I was 18, right? I feel like it. Um, so on to fine arts updates, John. Uh, and, and it's kind of the same as last week, but we're building up. We're crescendoing. So right? I got I got a little bit more information from uh, Robin Demeester on this. Just today, actually, we were talking about it. And I know that they are filming it currently. They're, fil they're starting to film it today. And I think, well, this week at least. And they're filming it on locations throughout the school. Whereas a normal musical, we would see on the stage and there would be backdrops and that sort of thing. They're actually going to be setting up cameras and lighting and everything throughout the school in classrooms and the gym. They're filming on location and they're doing audio editing. This is legitimately going to be like a big budget movie, but you know, That's done, incredible. done in, in a high school. So it should be really neat. Why am I not surprised? I mean, like this, that is incredible, John. And I, our, our talents and skills here in Ranger country, know no limit. And, I look forward to watching it. I'm sure that there's going to be obviously this big screening night and it'll come out live stream. So I'm looking forward to yep. it. I, I little known fact, I've never seen high school musical. I hate oh, to admit really? that. I hate to admit that I've never seen it, but I save it for moments like this. So now I'm going to be pleasantly surprised. And the only characters I'm going to know are the ones that are played by true. And those by will be the best. students and they'll be the best in my mind. So can't wait to see that. Um, athletics. Let's let's get to our athletics and and again for athletic scores, uh, check out fhcsportsreport.com. You can listen to their podcast with the weekly updates. And so we suggest you go over for human interest stories and all the tidbits that are uh, interesting to hear about that. But 
Boys basketball, 6-4. and four. The Ranger games uh, on Tuesday against Christian and Thursday against Greenville have been called off due to opponents' issues with COVID-19. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. FHC has Wyoming on Saturday. They beat up on Lowell last night. They I be- did. I believe that was like a 20-point. Yeah, uh, I did not get the final the- score on it, but I know that they won. What an or- unorthodox week they've had. So they oh, had yeah. the two games that they had set up had to get canceled because both of the other opponents had COVID or contact tracing, and yes. so they had to quarantine. It, it is uh, As a winter sports coach, it has been so challenging. Now, luckily, our debacle, the wrestling team, that was more at the front end of the season. What Coach Carhart, and I actually got done meeting with him a few minutes ago, um, Coach Carhart, what he's going through is he, he's having to play hot potato with his schedule because you know this team is gone, this team's gone, then you got to find another team who is in a similar situation. And it looks like they're going to be playing Covenant Christian yeah. at the end of the week, which is not a normal No, that's got to be a, on our a real struggle for the kids and for the coaches because a lot of times varsity teams, you know, they're, they're looking at film and they're preparing for to play certain ways against sure. certain teams, and, and they're going into these games blind. So this is a whole, it, I, I don't want to say debacle, but it's definitely out of sorts. It's definitely going to be improvise, adapt, and overcome. Took the words I mean, right out of my right. mouth, John. And uh, girls basketball game tonight versus uh, GR Christian, 5.30 and 7 p.m. Hockey game uh, Friday uh, the 12th against Rockford, the Rockford Rams. Swim, uh, FHC Swim has conference tomorrow at EGR. That's at different. EGR, okay. And uh, that's different too, you know, so on a school day where I believe conference or at least in, in the afternoon, um, that's usually probably a Saturday event. Um, wrestling, wrestling had a big night a week ago, senior night win against Kenwood Hills under the lights, 51 to 15. It was really cool. We brought out the mat light. We had walk-in music. It had a production quality to it that I think was really fun for the kids. Um, our team is now are 11 and four uh, team leaders Caden Jacobs 15 and 0 uh, freshman Grayson Ripmaster 14 and one nice uh, is a really great surprise to our lineup Isaac Gurley 13 and two and Mason Childers 12 and three and Rachel Skank is still undefeated in the women's side of things um, going into tonight we have Caledonia Wreaths uh, Puffer and Jenison so we'll give you an update on that cool soon that is that is really cool so man the wrestling programs. You know, they're going through a lot this year. Obviously, you guys had the early contact tracing and, and the quarantining of several members of the team. And uh, you guys have really come out of that. Not swinging, well, because you don't swing. In, yeah, in we, we are on a bit of a hot streak right now. We, we've, we've taken seven matches in a row. And I think what the difference is, John, going through what we went through at the beginning of the year, because we were in quarantine. We had two days of practice before our first competition, when usually you'll have two weeks' worth of practices or more. Uh, the biggest attitude that we've had is just an attitude of gratitude that every practice, every competition we need to be thankful for, enjoy it. And, um, you know, you never know, uh, right. When, when, when something like that could happen again, hopefully it won't. I I really believe we're going to make it all the way to spring break, but, uh, certainly being thankful is, is a readjustment to this, like need to win, got to go hard, kind of grind it out attitude. And, uh, especially for us wrestlers. Well, for sure. I, I, I don't want to put you too much on the spot, but I know that, that that's a big part of the fact that your team has come so far and done so well over some ad- adverse situations is because of great coaching. And, you know, I know you don't like to talk about yourself, but that's just the way it is. I'm just well, going to say that. It's a great staff. We have a great staff and a lot of great, I have a lot of great mentors. That's true as well. And I, I also hear, speaking of coaching, that uh, there's going to be a new guy helping out with the uh, the FH United Rugby Club this spring. Is that's, that not true? That's true, John. And uh, the rugby is a fun, rugged team sport anyone can participate in. And uh, it looks like I'll be helping out uh, either 
in some capacity, if not as the head coach of the Forest Hills United Rugby Club, you know, some details need to be wrinkled out, but the team needs all sizes. I'm just here to try and help get the team out, help them get organized and, and get them on the field. Uh, it, it is a club sport and it does involve Northern and Eastern. And I believe other schools uh, are allowed. I need to, again, wrinkle out those details, but we need all sizes on the team. And there's going to be a, a toss around March 22nd um, location to be announced as, as we've gone through and right. we're just just trying to get the ball in their hands and uh, rugby's a great sport I played a, a season at Central Michigan University for the Exiles had a blast the camaraderie's great it's like wrestling mixed with football and so uh, it's an evening sport so if maybe if you have a job or you play another sport and you want to give it a try you can so contact me if uh, at banderson at fhps.net if you are interested that's really cool. I didn't even, okay, I knew we had some rugby, but I didn't know exactly all the ins and outs of it. So that's a lot of great information. You would think after being here since 2010, I'd know pretty much everything, but that's just not yeah, the case. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it, it got a neat tradition. 2012, uh, the rugby team were state champions uh, of the uh, Michigan Association of, of Teams. And so trying to rebuild a little bit here after the COVID year and not being able to have a season. So we'll see what we can do. We'll put hopefully put a little bit of polish on things and, and get these guys on the field and have some fun this springtime. Excellent. All right. Should we move on to our next segment? What do yeah. we got going on next? Yeah. Ranger recommendations, John. Uh, I'll take the first one. La Laguna. La Laguna. La Laguna. La Laguna Mexican restaurant located in the Cascade Center, 6250 28th Street, uh, right off right off of 28th Street near these the subway, you know, right, right around Apple that Thorn Apple right Brewing too, Company right? okay, area. Yep, yep. Um, it's owned by the Robles uh, Soriano family, and it's a taste of Zacatecas, and please forgive my uh, pronunciation of that. It's a state in Mexico, Okay, Zacatecas, and uh, many years of experience in the kitchen and was awarded the 2018 Food Service Award by the Kent County Health Department and uh, is open from 11 o'clock to 9 o'clock at night. And I just want to tell you... Uh, Tuesdays at the Anderson household, it's Taco Tuesdays. And that's the place, huh? And, well, n- normally I, 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 I like to fancy myself as a bit of a cook. <laughs> and so I, I make up the tacos and I do nachos and I'll have th- this and that. But at, about every third week or so, I'm just, I'm tacoed out on Brad Anderson tacos. So I go to La Laguna and they are delightful. Uh, they have uh, fajitas and chimichangas and burritos and fish tacos and waritos, which is the uh, the tasty Mexican beverage um, for for the kiddos. It's it is a wonderful place, and there's actually a really neat story. When COVID hit, um, you remember how hard that hit restaurants. Oh yeah. Because it shut everything down. Shut everything down. You know, without much warning and family institutions uh, and establishments like a La Laguna, they struggled because they hadn't set up the, um, the infrastructure to deliver or to have takeout the way that, you know, we, we all know now that's kind of how these, these restaurants are surviving. So the next door app, do you have the next door app, John? I do have the next door app. Yeah. It's uh, I've had to, uh, I've been on the Nextdoor app, but I try to stay off the Nextdoor I was going to say, I've been on it, but sometimes <laughs> it, it gets dramatic on there. It gets so. a little dramatic, so I'm, I'm mostly on there for you know business recommendations and other things. It, it does have its, has its positives, but there was this, um, this post that went out that, hey, La Laguna needs help, that uh, their business is day-to-day, and they have excellent Mexican food. I had never been there. They'd been there for years, 
and I'd never been there. So uh, my mom, actually, she was the one that, that called my attention to this this post. So I went to La Laguna's and got the fish tacos, got a chimichanga, got phenomenal. Brought it home. I was a conquering hero. That's awesome. And like you said, I mean, you may be a master taco chef. But, I don't know about master Well, taco chef. you know, every once in a while, food just tastes better when you have somebody else make it for you. 100%. And it gives you that little bit of extra time in the evening to just relax instead of having to worry yes. about making that food yourself. So why not head over to La Laguna check out, tonight? To, check out La Laguna, and uh, I promise you, you won't be disappointed. And, and I've got a tip of the cap to Todd Hartman was the guy who got me started on Taco Tuesdays about 10 years ago. And so uh, I'm sure Todd has tried La Laguna, and if he hasn't, I highly recommend it. But to all the four stills in Ranger Country, go check out La Laguna. They do have takeout. Hopefully soon they'll have dine-in service, and it's a neat little atmosphere. So uh, La Laguna's, check so it they're, out. So they're not currently open for dine-in yet. I can't say with any degree of certainty, but I do know they are. Their takeout, you order, they'll be ready in 25 minutes to a half an hour. I mean, everybody loves takeout right now. Like you said, that's how so many of our restaurants adapted and started surviving. Now it's become kind of a status quo like when 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 we're going someplace it's more likely to get takeout and bring it home than it is to go sit down somewhere and you know to go out and to sit there and if you got the kiddos running around if you're like me it's it's a lot it's a production as i say it's like launching a d-day invasion to get your kids out the door to a restaurant but if you can get takeout and you run in and you run back you can be in the comfort of your own home with some tasty tacos from la laguna how about you, John? What's your Ranger recommendation? This so week? I also have a, a Ranger recommendation for us, and it's going to be Sugar Mama's Bakery, and that's right. It's it's right on the the left side of uh, of uh, um, of Twenty Eighth Street. There, yes, it's a small bakery. It's uh, it's a vibrant bakery and cafe located in Cascade Township, and they specialize in sweets and savory pastries and cakes and torts and an assortment of breads. And honestly, if you go in there, you'll find just about anything you would expect to find in a bakery. I mean, there's they also have coffee, which is amazing. Yes. That's what I stop in there for most often because they have an excellent blend of coffee, and I just like to support the local business. I'm not knocking Starbucks or anybody who loves Starbucks, but I say if I'm going to get a coffee or if you're going to get a latte, why not go to a place that's neighborhood-owned, community-friendly, right? So Sugar Mama's is that place. The staff is amazing. The food is great. Um, actually, I think this is probably an important thing you should know. Be careful because I think that their food may be highly addictive. Because I've <laughs> yeah. been there and I've gotten muffins and I've gotten scones, which is not something I ever foresaw myself eating. I don't it, see you as a scone eater, but you know what? hey. It you turns know, out I am, Brad. When in Rome. <laughs> when, when in Sugar Mamas. Right? Sometimes um, you're getting a cup of coffee and you just want something sweet to go with it, and that is the place to find it right there. I, I will double down on that, and I've taken my daughters there. We, we Every now and again, we'll do like a daddy-daughter date, and um, I've taken them to Sugar Mamas, and they have never disappointed because of their sweets and pastries. Uh, for them and, and and a cup of coffee for me it's just a nice little environment you go in and you can eat there and uh what a, a nice scone. what a nice little spot i haven't gone the scone route yet <laughs> but i might have to if, if john fisher's vouching for scones i'll I, I might have to get one okay so one other special thing about that place that i i found out recently is that the the certified pastry chef and oh, i believe owner is haley mcneil chapman who was a 2002 fhc graduate so she's not oh. just part of the community now she's been part of the community since the beginning so get out and go to sugar mama's and get your next pastry there and get a cup of coffee and know that you are supporting a locally owned business uh, of someone that is a ranger yeah and a, ranger, and a ranger ranger and a, strong ranger family and a ranger for life um well those are our ranger recommendations john uh 
kind of to finish today, and I don't know where we're at on time, it, it seems to be the fastest 45 minutes of my week. We're right about 40 minutes right now, so we're doing really yeah. well. Um, wanted to touch on just the fact that we are a year in now. This is, uh, we're a year into the whole COVID shutdown, and this is where a lot of people are probably going to, you know, turn their turn their speakers off. But, but hopefully, I, we wanted to talk a little bit about, um, you know, what's, what has went right during this past year and tell if do you remember back to that Friday? I remember that Friday vividly, Brad. I remember that the Thursday before that was March 12th. That, yep. uh, that was the last day that we had kids in the school. And I remember that, uh, some of the kids were saying, Hey, you know, from what we hear, we might be not coming into school tomorrow. And I said, that's crazy. I mean, I think we're going to finish out the week at least. But then they were gone. I mean, we didn't have them the following Friday. And then we got together as a department and, and, and we started talking about COVID. And you and I right away were, were kind of like, this is serious. This is, yeah. this is a big deal. And this is going down right now. Yeah, I, I had a feeling we were going to be done for a while. In fact, uh, I had told several people uh, in our department and neighbors included that uh, we're done until the end of the year. And I'll see you at the 4th of July. And people kind of thought I was a little little nuts. But I just saw how it had gone down, you know, around the world and, and, and the trajectory. And I'm not a, I'm not a glass half empty guy, but I just kind of saw the way it was going and sure, sure as can be, you know, 4th of July came and went and our springtime came and went and here we are. Yep. It's, and we're still here. It's March 10th and we're still, you know, getting through this and we're still getting through this. And the year that we had had its ups and downs and there was the, you know, figuring out zoom on March 16th. Uh, because there's a Zoom meeting and never having been on that and kind of collecting ourselves and taking a deep breath and moving forward for our kids, for our community. And as teachers, it wasn't, you know, life didn't stop. And no. just like if you were a restaurant, just like if you're a business, there was still obligations and responsibilities that we all had. And then the big question mark was, how are we going to get this done or that done and how are we going to move on and it, it became an improvise adapt and overcome real it became situation. That on a daily basis daily honestly. basis there was nothing that was you know too consistent we had to keep on changing modifying i know you and i both dabbled in youtube back then a little bit as well right with our students yeah we dabbled with youtube you know any by any means necessary it became uh to reach out to our students to reach out to the families i mean it was it was it was quite a year, John. It was quite a year, and despite despite everything that was smoldering around us, uh, people and organizations were leading. And as I, as I say often, leadership is not a title; it's an action. And and I personally saw our food service workers work alongside our principal Steve Passanaw, Assistant Superintendent Julie Davis, handing out hundreds of bag lunches in the springtime to. Uh, families in need and some families who just wanted the normalcy of a school lunch for their kiddos. Uh, our elementary school teachers forged ahead and figured out how to zoom and then patiently guided kindergartners and first graders through reading lessons and math lessons and virtual hugs. I saw an entire class of AP English students when they found out their favorite teacher, Lisa Penninga couldn't attend the graduation ceremony because she was quarantined, quarantining to protect her at risk child. They drove to her home to wave goodbye and to stand uh, a dozen feet away to tell her how much they appreciated her kindness through all the craziness. I saw that with my own eyes. I saw my dad, my, sev my almost 70-year-old dad, and one of his best friends, Rick Ketcher, after they decided jigsaw puzzles were too boring. Remember the jigsaw puzzle phase? I do, yeah. I went through three of them. Um, my dad took up blacksmithing. That's... For 
forging, awesome. forging knives. He built his own home forge, and at the age of 70, he's out there with his with his buddy Rick, hammering away at twisted steel on an old anvil, crafting masterpieces. Now some of, they're selling some of their knives, um, you know, for seventy five hundred dollars now down and that wasn't the goal but that's how good they've gotten wow. at this at this blacksmithing i saw sports teams find a way to practice to compete and to build memories that will no doubt last a lifetime despite the masks and despite the protocols we all saw clay udell fhc athletics biggest fan and a young man with down syndrome realize a lifelong goal of scoring a touchdown um, thanks to two great coaches tim rogers and trip gallery the udell family and both communities didn't have a dry eye in the stadium that night I watched my children play in the creek and catch frogs and crayfish and ultimately get lost in their own terabithia where COVID didn't exist, but fairies and unicorns did. Uh, there were folks like my mom, Kathy Anderson, and my old wrestling coach, Dave Mills, who made it their mission and duty to frequent locally owned businesses like Brands and La Laguna and Gravel Bottom and get takeout and buy fundraisers, uh, or excuse me, buy gift cards and drum up support for local restaurants and businesses in need. There were t-shirt orders and mask fundraisers, fundraisers to get PPE in the hands of health heroes there's the american legion pop can drive to raise money for the flags for the graves of veterans and you could see the cap legionnaires standing out in the cold uh, at kingsland's ace hardware uh, parking lot greeting generous folks from our community as they dropped off their cans and when bad times hit john for families including mine other families stepped up with soup a card or a simple message of hope and love john and uh, i don't believe for a second that uh, america or our community is is broken um Nothing could be farther from the truth. Have we struggled? You bet. Has it been easy or even tolerable at times? Absolutely not. It's been a real crackerjack of a year, and I think it starts with each individual and each family taking care of their own backyard and helping their neighbors when they need it and stepping up when the community calls. And uh, I'm, I'm calling on everybody as we go into the springtime to begin with a hometown attitude. Kindness, gratitude, support, empathy, and grit. And I know that the right will overcome what has been wrong. And... Uh, you know, that's the way I feel about that, John. That's beautiful, Brad. I know you've uh, you crafted that monologue and you really wanted to get it out there to the Rangers community. And I could not agree more with every word that you said. The, the main piece there, the theme of let's try to stop the separation and try to look for things that are different and try to look, try to look for things that are the same. That's why we're doing this podcast. That's why we're here. We're trying to bring people together and highlight the great things that we all have in common that we can all celebrate and and try to just get us all to celebrate those things and be happy and joyous and you know that's why we're here and i think it's working we're better together john we are better together we're and better Brad, together this and that's is ranger the country this is ranger country and on that note as we head off into the weekend we hope you enjoy this uh, episode three and uh, we, we tried to get a lot in. We did. We, we always we do. Got, we got a little about 47 minutes and right I, now. And so. I think we're going to do a special edition at, at some point on, on various things. Yes. And give you something to listen to on Sunday afternoon while you're folding the laundry or cooking a meal or, you know, going through the car wash. And uh, finally, though, please do three, three things for us. Uh, use good judgment. If you have to stop and think whether it's right or wrong, probably wrong. And nothing good happens after midnight, John. Uh, that's right, Rangers. And I just want to say one final shout out to uh, my family because Brad's monologue was so sweet that I brought a tear to my eye. And I just want to say I love my wife, Robin, and my daughter, Julia. And, and I really love doing this podcast. And I hope it's bringing happiness to other people, as much happiness as it's bringing to Brad and I. Right on, man. All right, Rangers. You have a great night. Have a great weekend. We hope to be back in here again soon for another special episode coming up. Take care of yourselves.